welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Rewind, the podcast that rewatches, reviews, and has misunderstandings upon the first meetings for every movie, show, and one-shot in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm Tony Camarena. And I'm Al Rodriguez. And you can follow us on Twitter at MCU underscore Rewind. And give us a rating that we both love and adore on whatever podcast app you use. And with that, today's episode is about The Defenders, Season 1, or Season Only, I guess, Episode 2, Mean Right Hook. Original air date, August 18th, 2017. And just to be clear about what Tony said, that we both love and adore them, Tony loves it, I adore them, yeah. because they're they're so cute. They are adorable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, this is what happens in Episode 2. In the aftermath of the earthquake, all our heroes do some standard hero stuff. Matt stops people from being murderous. Jessica calls in explosives she found. Luke and Claire help the people of Harlem. And Danny listens to music. While Colleen plans their next steps against the hand. Jessica looks into a company and finds out they keep transferring assets to different shell companies. But she needs to look even further back in time. Uh, But Hogarth finds her and tries to convince her to give up the investigation. When Jessica gets home, the guy she's been following, John Raymond, is there pointing a gun at Malcolm. Uh, Then Elektra shows up and kills the guy. Uh, John, not Malcolm. Anyway, Elektra just walks away, and after trying to chase her, Misty finds Jessica and arrests her. Then, Matt Murdock walks in and says he's her attorney. So that's cool. Uh, Luke tries to find out why young people in Harlem are being recruited recruited to be couriers. And then uh, later, Colleen and Danny find a room of bodies, and a cleaning crew walks in to dispose of the evidence. They try to get answers out of one of them, which leads to Danny getting beaten up by Luke Cage. Gao confronts uh, Alexandra, saying a wall is in their way, but they're not able to take it down. We later find out Alexandra has Stick as a prisoner. <gasps> no. All right, moving on to our fast facts. On your left. Uh huh. On my left. Got it. You are fast. Stay away. Look, I don't want to hurt you. You didn't see that coming? All right. Uh, I do have one. Okay. Um, now, I wasn't sure where to put this in Fast Fast or 12%, but I decided to put it here because I never know, Tony, where to put one or the other. Anyway. Yeah. Um, so this is something I'm not able to prove. And just watching the episode, I assumed this and could not find anything when I looked it online. But my assumption of the way that this scene went, the fight between uh, Luke and Danny, is um, it wasn't choreographed. They just told the two to, to really fight, and that's just how it actually went. Uh, except for the part at the end where, where Danny pulls out the Iron Fist. That was, you know, that was choreographed. Is that real? No, there, there's yeah. no way that was real. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> no. <laughs> I want it to be real. No, yeah. I'm sure... Um, um, did you ever hear the story of, uh, when filming one of those Rocky movies? Cause I, I, I've only seen one of them. Um, it was Sylvester Stallone versus Dolph Lundgren. I don't remember. Yeah. That's Rocky that four. Okay. Yeah. Uh, do you ever hear the story of off camera? Like they were in between filming scenes and Sylvester Stallone was like, Hey, let's, let's actually punch each other. Like actually fight for like 30 seconds. Um, do, do you ever hear that story? No, I have not. <laughs> Oh, um, so Sylvester Stallone went to the hospital and the doctors thought he was hit by a truck. Like he, he was in a car accident. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yes. I'm sure that exact same thing would happen here. <laughs> oh, God. I wonder. I have those on Blu-ray. I wonder if there's like behind the scenes stuff. Where they <laughs> show that. That's, Maybe. I, yeah. I believe it. Dolph Lundgren was terrifying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Isn't he in a Marvel thing? Like, not MCU. Uh, Dolph Lundgren? Or... Yeah. Dolph Lundgren. Probably. Um, yeah, because I, I mean... know um, Sylvester Stallone, obviously, is in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy that we just covered. Mm-hmm. Like, almost two months ago now. <laughs> but <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I'm slowly scrolling yeah. through... And he is not in anything MCU that I can oh, tell. Yeah. yeah. Um, however, he is in uh, Aquaman. He plays King Nereus. He does, doesn't he? <laughs> I forgot about that. It's he plays Mera's father. Okay, I don't remember that. I've seen that movie twice. I surprisingly enjoy it. 
Yeah, I, I've only seen it once. I did not enjoy it as much as you did. <laughs> eh, it was on the second time. It was just on in the background, and I just yeah. didn't change it. But yeah. Yeah, but not anything Marvel? No, not not from what I could tell. Scrolling through uh, IMDb. Uh, Who plays the first Punisher? Oh, um, oh, uh, when when you say the first, do you mean like the eighties like, version? Oh, uh, oh, you're right. He was in something. Uh, let me okay. scroll back even further. Um, as I keep scrolling, uh, uh, eighty five. Oh, it was him. He was okay. Frank Castle in the nineteen eighty nine Punisher. Okay. Okay. I thought so. I thought I was like, it's either him or like one of the other '80s action stars that I get confused with them. So. <laughs> okay, yeah, all right, that that makes a lot of sense. Um, right. hmm. Well, that'll be a a movie you make me watch someday. I'm sure. I've never seen it, so I'm sure it's great. Uh, oh, you right. know what I watched last week for the first time ever? Blade. <laughs> oh, okay. What'd you think? Very '90s. <laughs> <laughs> he is very cool and he knows it <laughs> I mean he is he walks around with sunglasses at night <laughs> yeah I guess we should talk about this show so <laughs> alright that's fair do you have any fast facts yes I do um, the title um, Mean uh, mean Right Hook uh, probably refers to uh, the encounter between Luke and Danny um, because you uh, Danny has a mean right hook. Actually, I should have looked. Did he use his right hand? I wasn't. I didn't pay attention that well. Uh, well, I, I'm pretty sure because I think he only knows how to turn on the iron fist in his right hand. Okay. And then um, uh, maybe it's Matt uh, fighting the guy who was going to shoot the looters in the opening scenes because he knocks him out too with a good <laughs> right hook. That's true. Yeah, he he needs a couple of punches, but he he does knock him out. Yeah. Um, we've also got, to, I kind of looked into the comics version of the Defenders, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, team originally created in, uh, December of 1971 was the first issue, uh, consisting of the iconic Defenders team that they almost got for the show of Doctor Strange, the Incredible Hulk, Namor, and the Silver Surfer. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> um, since then, there have been 18 versions of the team. I have the Wikipedia link, but I'm not going to go through all 18 versions. <laughs> that seems fair. Um, how does that happen? Like, like do, do they just start the team and then they slowly like, okay, well, Hulk needs to leave because Banner's working mm-hmm. on something. So we'll switch him out with um, Jubilee. Yep, that, and then that is, now that's exactly what happens. Okay. I mean, like, even Captain America's been on the team. It's not just all... I mean, those four, Namor, Strange, Hulk, and Silver Surfer, aren't, like, second line or B team. These, Those are, like, they star their own comics. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that they have uh, three different teams, as in, called the Ultimate Defenders, the Final Defenders, and the Last Defenders. <laughs> <laughs> they just keep going. Um, okay. Yeah. This version of the team premiered in the issue that came out on August 2017. The same time this episode, these episodes dropped. So I think oh. there might have been a tie-in there. <laughs> oh, I, that's interesting. I, I would have assumed that they would. Because I know Luke Cage and Jessica Jones have been on The Defender. Like, that nope. one I knew nope. before. Oh, no. Jessica, uh, Luke, I didn't do this. Luke was on the team in 1974 and 1994. Mm. And Danny was on the team in 1994 and 2011. But Matt oh. and Jessica had never been on the team before 2017. Am I thinking of the new Avengers? Because that yes. was a team for a while. Okay. Jessica, Jessica was on the new Avengers with Luke right okay. after their baby had been born. Okay, that's what I read. Because mm-hmm. Luke was like the leader, if I remember yep. correctly. Okay. Yeah. All right. Eh, yeah. All right. Same thing. It's a superhero team. Okay. <laughs> No, there are only there are only three superhero teams. There are the Avengers, there are the Defenders, and there are the Revengers. That's it. I guess that's true. Yeah, we've we've only seen them in the MCU. Okay. Yeah. Um. All right, and then we get the name for the Sigourney Weaver-like woman is Alexandra. 
She is not in the comics. There is no comics version of Alexandra at all. Oh, God. Okay. So, <laughs> I I was kind of waiting a little bit until we get all five members of the hand who show up. Or four. I don't remember how many it is. There anyway, because oh. each one's a finger. <laughs> okay. That's what I thought, but I wasn't sure if one of them was dead or something. But, okay. Yeah. Um, so, I... <laughs> I thought that it did direct that, that she was a character from the comics because, um, you know, we have this racially diverse set of people who lead the hand and then it's led by a white person. Nope. Uh, just okay. regular old racism. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> oh, just assume that had to come from the comics from like the 80s or something. No. All right. Um. So, Alexandra, who we've been calling the Sigourney Weaver-like woman, strangely <laughs> enough, played by Sigourney Weaver. Did oh, not see okay. that coming. All right. Well, I mean, I guess that's good. You know, if you, if, like, she does a really good impression of Sigourney <laughs> yeah. Weaver. And of <clears throat> Um, For these movies that I really don't enjoy, uh, I think it was the second Ocean's Eleven movie, when Julia Roberts' character <laughs> pretends to be Julia Roberts, I thought was brilliant. <laughs> You know, it's the sort of thing you can only pull off, like, once in a movie and, like, every everyone else is just copying it. And that yeah. actually worked out really well in that movie, yes. It was stupid and <laughs> a little be... bit, twi- like, uh, awkward to watch, but it was yeah. fun. Mm-hmm. I thought it was funny. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, Sigourney Weaver, most people know. Um, the Alien franchise. The expansive Avatar franchise. That, you know, we've gotten so many movies of those. Um... <laughs> Galaxy Quest and Cabin in the Woods, not as popular, but two movies of hers I love. So, oh, I didn't know she. I, I don't remember her being in Cabin in the Woods. Um, spoiler alert: she's in the last scene. She's the person in charge of everything. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and then uh, finally we get a superhero landing, number ninety nine. We are so close, Danny. Don't mess this up for me. <laughs> uh, Matt. Um jumping down to fight the looters right in the opening scene right after the earthquake tony you know i always forget about the superhero landings so if you just want to ignore one and then just say the 100th is uh is matt like i'm i'm not gonna know you're even lying to me (laughs) or anyone else well i'm going to tell you this um as our listeners know we are we always record way ahead Mm-hmm. The next Marvel thing I am going to watch well, will be episode 5 of Loki. Probably not a superhero landing, but definitely Black Widow that comes out the next day. There will be 93 superhero landings in that one alone, because that's <laughs> half of what uh, Natasha Romanoff does. So if I just count one of her superhero landings <laughs> instead, will that be will that be good? It's just like, uh, Defenders I... episode 3, Natasha Romanoff jumps from a helicopter. Which I've seen in the trailer. <laughs> yeah, well, like half of the the trailers is super landing superhero landings from her. Yep. Uh, I think I would even call you out on that one. That one's okay. that one's a bit much. Yeah. Uh, super handling is when Natasha. I mean, Jessica jumps from a helicopter. <laughs> oh, okay. I must have missed that. But all right, I probably just looked away. All right, okay. that's cool. That's good. All right. Um, moving on to our H word. I mean, heroes. We can say heroes now. Apparently, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. New episode. Yeah. yeah. It is one thing to question the official story, and another thing entirely to make wild accusations or insinuate that I'm uh, a superhero. I so, never said so you're a superhero. Didn't. Mm-mm. Well, good because that would be outlandish and uh, fantastic. I saw you. You're a hero. A for real superhero, which is, I'm not like a groupie stalker type. But... It's too late for heroes. Heroes, your word, not mine. All right, uh, starting with uh, Matt. Um, so he's crouching on the rooftop, struggling with whether or not to stop a crime and help people or not. I'm a person who believes that if there's a natural disaster, going out and helping people is not superhero work. That's just like being a decent person. Yeah, but he's not going to go out and help people in the sense of like, oh, someone is hurt. He wants to go out and help people. Oh, someone needs to be punched in the face. 
I mean, yeah. But he could also go out and help people just, oh, someone's hurt. Yes, that's probably a better thing to, to be listening out for. <laughs> yeah. Then again, maybe that's what he tried to listen for, and he didn't hear anything. So then he decided to punch people. Yes, he does. Uh, so he he punches he shows up to an area and literally just punches everyone around him. He punches the looters. He punches the store owner. <laughs> He's just out of control. <laughs> For it's, good it's, it's been a while. Yeah, it's been a few months. Uh, he he has a good reason, I guess, for for punching the the people with the guns because they yeah. were gonna probably shoot people in the back, which I assume would at a minimum get you jail time, right? <laughs> at a minimum, yeah. Okay. Um, I don't think this counts as Daredevil. He has no mask or suit on. This is just Matt being <laughs> just going around with fists of flying. Yeah. Well, and even before that, like he considered putting the suit on, right? It was mm-hmm. he? He like walked over and opened the the suitcase with the suit in. He was like, really debating if he should. Yeah. I mean. I like the scene we get later when Foggy calls him out for like he sees his fists bloodied and stuff like that or bruised. Mm-hmm. Um, because it, no, no, it was just me. I didn't have a mask on at all. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I was just went out punching people. <laughs> it's not Daredevil. <laughs> the regular old Matt Murdock. Everyone can see his face. I know, and they can see that I'm blind because I'm not looking at them directly. <laughs> or he's rude. <laughs> or that. Yeah, but yeah, he comes back home past um, sunrise, which means he was out punching people in the daylight with no mask on. Yeah. <laughs> now, I, I remember th- watching this and thinking, like, well, as long as he doesn't end up on camera, he's he's probably fine. Um, New York has a lot of cameras, though. So. Yeah, there are. There are a ton. So, yeah, I got nothing. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I don't know how good the resolution is on that, though. Mm, yeah, I don't... I mean... They're... They're there for a reason, aren't they? <laughs> like, if you can't see anyone's face ever, or it's very difficult, what's the point of having the camera? Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, yeah, it's, it's probably a, a decent yeah. uh, resolution. Okay. Plus, you can zoom in and enhance, so that's always an option. Mm-hmm. That's right. That always makes it crystal clear. Yep. All right. So yeah. So he goes out with uh, a beer with Foggy. Apparently, that case he won last episode, he was doing it pro bono. Oh, I missed that. He, uh, uh, he needs to. Uh, he needs to stay in business. <laughs> he said, "Like well, I, should, I understand." He needs to be one of those lawyers that I've seen commercials or billboards for them, where it's like they don't pay the lawyer unless they get money. And mm-hmm. then, yeah, then you can take some money. Yeah, that sounds like something. Like, like honestly, if he had taken one of those millions of dollars, or he could, like, work for years, mm-hmm. probably. Or maybe even uh, 500000 right? Like, that would, yeah. that would keep him going, doing whatever it is he does. I, I don't know where he, he has his money. Like, where did, did Electra just give him a ton of money? before she died because she did give them money but i don't remember how much and then he said that you they weren't going to keep it i don't know if they actually did or not i don't know if they did or not either i mean she died quote unquote died mm-hmm. so it's like there's nowhere to give the money to <laughs> oh that's right yeah i mean they could give it to charity or they can fight in courts essentially doing charity uh, yeah, exactly. Matt, you're just the worst. You're the worst good lawyer ever. Such a horrible businessman. Yeah, like. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, then um, Foggy points out his knuckles, and Matt's like, "Don't talk truth to me," and sh- tries to leave. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean he's he's just trying to get help. So, if Matt had taken any of those um, cases from Foggy, mm-hmm. would would Hogarth and associate? I don't I don't remember what the uh, the law Hogarth, firm would Benowitz and Chow. Yeah, would they have paid uh, 
Matt for doing that? Would Foggy have, have paid Matt? Like just because he, he said outsourcing. I would expect in a big company like that, this is based on my years of no knowledge about um, lawyering, which mm-hmm. I think is the correct term, mm-hmm. uh, um, that there's probably something in the budget to outsource, like the smaller stuff to people. Okay. Yeah. Which makes sense. Yeah. And I think he does take the work, right? I honestly don't remember. Um, I mean, the, the scene, I feel like the scenes are out of order. Because mm-hmm. I think what we see with Hogarth and Foggy later, uh, with her putting like Foggy on Jessica Jones' watch, should have come before this scene, honestly. And then it would kind of explain how Matt knew where Jessica, or knew about Jessica. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure we'll get an actual explanation yeah. next week. That's true. Because um, it, it, this, I mean, it did end on, like, the the little bombshell, yeah. I guess. I don't know if that's the right word, but of him just walking in, saying he's yeah. her attorney. Yeah. Um, I have nothing else for Matt. Well, I guess we can tar- turn to Jessica, if we mm-hmm. want to. Yeah, it sounds good. Yeah. So, like, she does the right thing. She calls the cops, because there's a bunch of C4 in this crack den. Well, I mean, what? Why would she do anything else, <laughs> right? Like anonymous tip. Yeah. Okay. I guess there's that. That makes sense. Yeah. She um, should give her actual name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but she gets out of there and she steals from the crime scene, which usually she gets away with. But she's not used to dealing with series regulars like Misty Knight. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. She's the only person in an entire series of Jessica Jones. And then, like, this episode. Only person who's ever knows Jessica doing something. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so she goes um, to the exciting place of New York City Records for an epic scene with, like, ladders and drawers and files. It was really awesome. I I mean, movie magic, right? Like, taking this very, very boring thing that she probably spent, like, three hours doing mm-hmm. and making it at least sound slightly more entertaining because they added sounds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And then uh, she finds out that this company has been transferring from place to place for at least since 1820 and probably earlier because she never gets to the historical branch. <laughs> that's right um that woman that she goes up to and is just like do you know anything about this like does she expect this woman to have everything memorized <laughs> <laughs> that's i mean she could have just talked to her from the beginning if that's what happened yeah yeah i mean this isn't the tva uh, yeah exactly yeah <laughs> uh i mean I, I guess it makes sense that the historical records are all there i'm just I'm a little surprised that some of those things just aren't digitized. Or, a, I mean, maybe that's an eventual thing. I feel like it's something that they, they plan on doing, but it's not high enough priority to for the city to allocate budget to digitize all these records. Yeah, that's true. There's there's one person in a corner just doing that eight hours a day. Yeah, I'm sure like 2010 and afterwards is all digital. Mm-hmm. That makes yeah. sense, yeah. Right, um, yeah, Hogarth tells her to walk away, which, second time, Jessica's been told to not, not pursue something, so they really need to figure out how to deal with her better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tell her to definitely do it. Yeah. Ha- have Trish tell her to do it. Oh, Trish tells go. her to fight crime, and she's like, no. <laughs> All right, perfect. That, that, okay, that's it. Now, Now we know. Yeah. Um. So she goes home and finds Malcolm, uh, being hugged by a guy, uh, from behind with a gun in his head. So it's probably not you know friendly. Mm-hmm. Probably not. Yeah. yeah. I'm very confused about Mr. John Raymond. Mm-hmm. How did he know about Jessica coming to look for him? I also don't know that. 
I mean, maybe we'll find out later, but I get the feeling that's not it. Like, yeah, because John, uh, it doesn't go well for him. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So he, I mean, there's other stuff about him we also don't know. Like, it, it kind of seems like, oh, he just got too far in with whatever he was doing. So mm-hmm. maybe he got more paranoid and started surveying other people like his family. Cause, cause he was, he's making it seem like his family would be in danger. So yeah. maybe he was watching them and that's how he knew that they went to Jessica. Yeah, I guess I'm like, is he uh, like, I'm wondering how he's spying on his wife. <laughs> Yeah, I've I've got nothing. Yeah. You're right. I mean, yeah. there's like no cameras or anything in the area. Uh, I, How do yeah, you I've know they're there right after, like in the last episode, right after they leave? But he didn't know that she said no because he was just like, <laughs> "Fine." Yeah, that's true. Uh, hmm. Yeah. Well, maybe she looked something up online, and he has access to her computer. He saw mm-hmm. the the history. In the browser tab, he saw her her search history. Yep. Yeah, huh, maybe. I mean, honestly, that's probably the best option. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. If he knows her like Google password, he could just sign into her account, and he could see her search history there because that all just syncs. So yeah, mm-hmm. that's probably it. Yeah. But yeah, so um, yeah, he is going to kill Malcolm, but then Electra shows up. And he kills himself before Electra can take him, I guess. Um, yeah. This is the first encounter between Jessica and a ninja. <laughs> yeah, and it goes exactly how you would expect. Yeah. Um, except Electra just leaves. Yeah, she's also a lot stronger than I expected her to be. Electra, she knocks, yeah. yeah, she knocks mm-hmm. Jessica down. Yeah, but I, I mean, we talked about that before, right? Like, Jessica isn't a... She's not like Luke Cage. She's not someone who just like well. She can she can be hurt, mm-hmm. but like Electra, like one punch, like like physically knocks her down. Like that's saying like she's as strong as or stronger than Jessica. I guess that's true. Okay. Yeah. I don't. I don't think she's stronger. I mean, I I don't think that that hit is implying she's stronger than Jessica. She's. I would believe, yeah, she's stronger than a normal human. And then mm-hmm. Jessica, who is also who is tougher than a normal human, but she's like, I feel like her strength is like on a, you know, if you were to say like a normal human, a strength and a toughness is like a five. Jessica's toughness is like a seven, but her strength is a 10. Like, I, I believe it's, I would think it's something on that kind of scale. Like, it's not proportional. Okay. And so maybe Electra's strength is like a seven or eight. Yeah. Well, one thing that Electra has that Jessica doesn't have is apparently teleportation powers. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a cool power that yeah. she got. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> Jessica loses her really quickly. Um, mm-hmm. Again, she is a ninja, and Jessica isn't. <laughs> that's true. The the training and practice. Yeah. So. But yeah, she ends up on the street, and um, Misty's there. Who didn't expect to see Jessica, but she already has her gun out. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's the best safety protocol. I'm sure it's not, but I'm sure it's a thing she does. <laughs> she just walks, Whenever she's outside of Harlem, she just has her gun out ready, just in case. Yeah, in Harlem she feels safe, but anywhere else. Yeah. Hell's, Hell's Kitchen? Kitchen? Oh no, yeah, uh-uh. It has the word hell in it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Maybe that was the H word. They never said Hell Kitchen in the last episode. That's true. I'm sure it's snuck in somewhere. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, and then the amount of blood on Jessica's face. Like, all right, now you have a lot of questions. Okay, yeah, but she was ready with the gun out. <laughs> oh, but exactly. Also, she stole evidence, so. Well, I guess that was probably really it. That's right. I was trying to remember why she was chasing her. Yeah. Because she stole the C4? Was it C4 or just no, other explosives? she stole something that led her to the records place oh okay yeah so uh misty brings her in to interrogate her and she's about to tell her about all the weird stuff that's going on because remember 
in any um fictional thing, never tell law enforcement. And thank God Matt Murdock shows up to stop her from telling the people who should know about crime. That's right. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I do wonder if Misty would have believed her. Misty's the type of person who knows Luke really well. And that... My belief is once one thing ridiculous like that happens, you're willing to accept more things, unless you're Indiana Jones. <laughs> That's true. Or, uh, staying within the MCU, um, the stash, whose name I can't remember right now, from oh. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, um, Talbot. Yep. Yeah, General Talbot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, and I'm sure, you know, Misty, who knows the page also knows the story of jessica jones right because that's popular oh, yeah. within the, the city right because she was on on camera for killing uh or killed kill grave or no or yeah, not not to mention camera. like luke could just tell misty because he knows jessica really well that's true i mean there's at least a character witness there yeah uh mm-hmm. but now yeah. matt murdoch shows up telling her not to talk because he's her attorney we don't know why Matt's there, other mm-hmm. than being an attorney. <laughs> I hope we find out next week. We'll yeah. see. But yeah, that's all I have for Jess. Unless you have something else. No, same same here. Um, it was pretty uh, pretty much simple with, with uh, those two characters, Matt and Jessica. So yeah. Mm-hmm. We can so move on. Moving on to Danny, our favorite. Um... Mm-hmm. So Colleen, they, they're back in Colleen's dojo. She wants to go find for allies to fight the hand. And Danny is just the most negative person ever. <laughs> He's just feeling sorry for himself. He doesn't want to do any work. Just wants to lay down and listen to music. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> I'm sh- I'm sure if he, he fights a guy who's super strong and has bulletproof skin, that will improve his self-esteem. So hopefully we'll get there soon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, so, uh, they go to a swordsmith that, does he make these super swords that there's only t- 10 of them in the world? I, I, I guess, I mean, first off, uh, really lucky that yeah, yeah, there are only 10 of those in the world. So that made it really easy to, uh, track them down. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I guess he makes them, I, he needs to get better at them. Because like his his manufacturing process it takes way too long. If there's only ten of them, <laughs> well now he's dead. So, <laughs> so yeah, no no room for improvement anymore. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah uh, it's so weird that hey, this is what we see. Hey, this is the exact guy we need. Hey, he's like three blocks away. And they don't say that, but he's in the city. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean Manhattan is so small. I'm sure. Yeah, three blocks away. Are, yeah. Is Colleen's dojo also in Hell's Kitchen? I don't remember this. I don't think so. I think, like, well, Danny mostly was in the financial district in New York. Mm -hmm. Which is on the south side and also nowhere near Hell's Kitchen. Yeah. So I figure she's somewhere near there. Okay. Um, My big thing is, like, Jessica shouldn't be in Hell's Kitchen, like, creatively. She needs to be in a different part of New York so they all have their own sections of the city. <laughs> yeah, it was odd that she was also there. Yeah. But anyway. Um, yeah, so they find a bunch of dead bodies, plus a trail of blood. Someone was obviously dragged out of there, right? Mm-hmm. But then they see a tourism photo poster of Kun Loon. <laughs> so they decide to hang out there for a while. <laughs> She's like, what does this mean? It's like, I, <laughs> I mean, I didn't think of it as a tourism photo, but that makes sense. <laughs> the poster with Kunlun on it. It must be like, please visit. That's what it says in Chinese. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that makes sense. <laughs> or uh, this Chinese subtitle says something like, don't come here. This place isn't real. Wink, wink. <laughs> and they had to write wink, wink, because obviously you can't see anyone doing it. So yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. This is before emojis. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> um. Yeah, but instead of following the fresh tale of blood, they hang up. They wonder so long that evil damage crew shows up or damage control shows up. 
<laughs> I like that name. I didn't think about it. But yeah, yeah, yeah they just show up to, to clean up. They're yeah. spraying down the bodies. <laughs> so, um, yeah, Colleen and Danny are going to murder all these people. Just making more, or at least fight them, making more work for the next round of evil damage control. <laughs> yeah, and, and making them really uh, second-guess their job, right? Because they're like, well, hold on, they, they're they part of our damage control group. What, why are they, well, maybe I don't want to do this if I'm going to be targeted. Yeah. Uh, but then, of course, they get out, and then their their car just blows up. So they, they also are targeted. <laughs> that is true. They actually don't care that much about their... Um, their well-being because they probably know what happens to these people. Yeah, I guess. Mm-hmm. But before we find out what happens with Danny next, I think we should go to Luke. Yeah, it sounds like a good for idea. For reasons. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So after the earthquake, he and Claire are helping the old Harlan because of this superhero show, he's the only superhero that helps people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, Daredevil kind of like Matt. Matt not specifically, anymore. yeah, not anymore. Like, Matt, yeah, Matt doesn't do it as Daredevil. You're right. Okay, yeah, yeah he he is the only one actually helping people, mm-hmm. and mean, everyone knows who he is, so that helps. Yeah. I mean, Jessica helps people like begrudgingly, and if she's been paid for it, she's the only hero for hire. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's true. Yeah, um, although barely for hire. I mean, it sounds like she hasn't done work in months. Yeah. And like, she's worked. She worked to find John Raymond, who found her. Mm-hmm. I don't think they ever like officially like gave a prize or anything. So she was like just doing it for free. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if she even told uh, the wife that came to to see her. She she just told her no to get out, yeah. and then never contacted them. Yeah, which is all okay because it didn't turn out well anyway. Yeah, I guess. I, I, I would understand the, the wife being very angry and saying, I'm not going to pay for this. Mm-hmm. I guess. I don't Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, um, just like Matt, Luke can't resist, resist crime fighting, but at least he accepts it. And it's like his life is helping people instead of ruining his life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when we talk about helping people, the first thing you've always got to do when you help somebody in New York is uh, assault Turk Barrett. <laughs> well, yeah, obviously. Like you, you find him <laughs> and you ask him for, for help. For You ask him questions to, to get some information. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you um, rough him up a little. Yeah, you push him <laughs> in the wall. You waterboard him with beer. Mm-hmm. Also, mm-hmm. like, a keg of beer is not cheap. That's hurting the business, too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, uh, maybe... Okay, I would believe that Luke did the right thing. As he was walking out of there, he said, Hey, uh, one of your uh, kegs sprung a leak. It was Turk Barrett's fault. So you gotta add that to his, his bill. And then Luke just, like, walks out really fast. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, but Turk tells him about uh, super... Evil sending guy, a white guy, and or not a white guy, a guy in a white hat and a white suit. I ex- assume is related to Alexandra because she wears all white. Maybe that's just a thing they do. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, hmm. I mean, Gal doesn't wear white, but she's also apparently just a messenger. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she. Yeah. Okay. I feel like she's more of a stay-in-the-shadows kind of person. A gal or Alexandra? A gal. Well, I mean, definitely also Alexandra, because we, we have never seen her, seen her before. But yeah. I assume that of, of gal. Yeah. I mean, I mean, they all are, aren't they? Like, this white hat guy, we've never heard of him before, and no one knew who he was except for Barrett. Yeah, who who he's... he's I mean, he said he ran into this person a few times, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but yeah, Luke Luke finds him from the information he got. He got he gets from <laughs> Barrett, um, and uh, he calls Misty, doing the appropriate thing. Call law enforcement. Oh wait, nope. There's a guy he recognizes. Never mind. Don't give him an address. <laughs> uh, yeah. 
Well, I mean, his whole thing is he, he's trying to help. I forgot his name. Cole. Cole, that's right. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and then, like, Cole's going to get arrested, probably. Uh, which, well, I mean, that's basically how the episode ends. I mean, which happens anyway, but Luke's trying or trying to stop that from happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. So then we get... Actually, technically, we already talked about Jessica and Matt, but technically this is the first meeting between two of our heroes. Because um, when Danny's chasing the cleanup crew, um, we find out the cleanup crew is the same people that Luke found. Um, so they think they're on opposite sides because Luke's trying to save Cole and Danny's trying to punch him into another dimension. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I like Colleen and Danny inside the room it's like what are they doing i don't know but they're not getting away with it like what if they weren't doing something bad yeah what what if what if it was a good thing what if they were um this is a biohazard yeah yeah biohazard um Mm -hmm. just got to clean that up maybe they're they're doing something to preserve the crime scene um Mm -hmm. you know the, the cops are busy um so they won't be able to look at this for another three days so you know you gotta gotta make it visible for that long yeah um it's almost cartoony how danny tries to fight um luke and it's just the punches (laughs) and kicks and luke's just literally standing there like it affects him in no way yeah exactly which is why i said um like this could have actually been real Uh, (laughs) i'm sure it wasn't but no i mean mike coulter is a big guy I think he'd move a little bit. Oh yeah, yeah, he he would if if someone hit him. Yeah, yeah. I just I just think of, you know, Danny doing all the super moves, and Luke's just like, what the hell? Get get away from me! <laughs> uh, until Danny lights up his fist and throws a mean right hook. I'm assuming his right hand, um, and we get that slow mo image of uh of Luke just getting rocked by the Iron Fist. <laughs> Which is a mirror shot of uh, uh, episode, or season one um, shot of that guy's fist on arm breaking when he hit uh, Luke in uh, his first season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, that's... These guys end up, at least in the comics, being best friends. So, I'm... I bet this is how it went down in the comics too. <laughs> That's how they they met and they fought. Uh yeah. maybe. I would hope it wasn't as um uh such like a such a generic story, meeting story of like, ah, oh, these are the two people who are heroes and then they think the other one is a villain, so they're trying to stop them. Um but then again, I mean, I don't know when they met, so I don't know, 70s, 80s, so maybe it's... 70s. I mean, Heroes for Hire came out in, like, 74, 75. So okay, so, all right, then. well, maybe back then it wasn't the generic story, and it was new. Yeah. I mean, you can't have two heroes meet and not fight. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, that's all I have for our heroes, unless you have anything else. Uh, no, nothing else. All right, moving on to our villains. I ask you, to what end? Dread it. Run from it. Destiny arrives all the same. Any time, boys. Hail Hydra. Hail Hydra! Kill Luke Cage. Kill Jessica Jones. And the devil of Hell's Kitchen, whoever he is. His name is Matthew. And my name is Electra Nachos. You work for me now. Um, Alexandra, I guess? Because the only note I have for Gao is why she's so slow as a messenger. So I guess <laughs> we already talked about that. Yeah, yeah, Alexandra. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, she's listening to a personal comp- concert. Which, you know, rich people things. I would, yeah. I would feel awkward being the only person. I feel more awkward of being one of five people performing for an only person. <laughs> I, uh, I mean, 
if that was my job and I was told like, yeah, you got to do this because they're giving us like $10 million. Like, yeah. well, all right, I guess that's a good idea. No, uh, I doesn't, I'm, I'm not saying I wouldn't do it for the place I'm working for. Uh, was this the Philharmonic or whatever it is? Mm-hmm. But it doesn't mean I wouldn't feel awkward about it. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. I mean, you probably want to think of it as like a practice session, but a nice one because you have to wear a suit. Yep. I'm, I'm sure they don't normally wear those nice clothes during uh, no. practice sessions. Sweats and t-shirts always. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she acts like, uh, she knew, uh, the composer, uh, Johannes Brahms, like, uh, but that's crazy because he died in 1897. Yeah. I mean, that would make her super old. Yeah. yeah. That, that, that can't have been what happened. Uh-uh. No. Probably has nothing to do with the fact that these businesses have been around since before 1820. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just weird. Maybe she studies music. Maybe that's that's what she does. And why is she so evil? Because classical music's boring. Well, yeah. I mean, it's she has such an insight into these people. She yeah. probably just has done a lot of research. A lot of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. Then Gal arrives. You know, she's been walking, probably using stairs, not even the elevator to get up there. She's been walking for like the last four or five minutes to get to her to tell yeah. her that they found a wall. Um, probably right when the the concert started yeah yeah uh they found a wall but it's actually a door based on very little evidence that's what alexandra uh concludes yeah just like yeah oh there's this thing in the way hmm we've never seen one before must be a door let's let's find a way to go into it yep because you know you find a wall you can't break through it uh, which is unusual for walls. You can break through walls way easier than you can break through doors. So if it's immovable, it must be a door. <laughs> Obviously. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I guess. I mean. Eh, all right. <laughs> yeah. She she makes the assumption that I guess the only person who's able to open it will be the Iron Fist. Maybe. I mean, I don't think they say that. Do they say that out loud? Uh, they don't say that out loud, but she implies it, right? Because yeah. um, so Gao says that the the wall, something about referencing Kun Lun. I forget about mm-hmm. I forget what exactly she said, but it, it's a reference there. And then Alexandra says, uh, that well, what's the the thing that they've always protected the most? Uh, and I think we're just left to assume it's the Iron Fist. Mm-hmm. Or that's what I'm assuming. Yeah, or it's the secret mountain pass. That uh, Danny messed up. Yeah, it could be that too. He left the door open. Yeah. And then at the end, uh, we we follow the trail that Danny and a colleague probably should have followed. The trail of blood. Because she's captured Stick. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh no, Stick. Yeah. 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 So it makes sense. All of those people worked for or with Stick. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They were all part of that... Super big army that he's been talking about in Daredevil season two. Mm-hmm. Yep. So mm-hmm. hopefully we'll see them soon. Fingers crossed. Yeah. yeah. Um. Anything else for villains? Electra's uh, there. I have, I have one thing for Electra. Okay. Um. So I guess her. You know how Colleen was talking about the guy who made swords and there's only 10 in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, I assume it's really strong, really tough sword. Uh, and maybe Electra has one of them. Cause when we f- see her uh, breaking into Jessica's apartment and uh, that guy whose name I can't remember, um, John cool. Raymond, uh, oh, John he, Raymond. <laughs> uh, he, he shoots at her, he shoots at Electra and, and she, um, you know, does the, that thing that Jedi's do to, to block uh, blasters. Like she, she blocks, one bullet with her sword. Uh, I think he missed with the other ones. Yeah. But she was also moving around. But she does use it to block. Um, so I guess that's a really strong sword. Yeah, because you don't want to break one of those ten swords. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Because then there's only nine in the world. And you don't know where to get them. And you have to like go find the person who made them and ask. Hopefully they kept really good detailed records of who they sold it to. It's, it's, it, mm-hmm. it becomes a whole process. That's it. That's all I've got. 
Alright, uh, yeah. Moving on to the guy in the chair. Guy in the chair. I think that's what I want to do. Is help people. With abilities. No, 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 no. Not those three wombats. No way. Uh, is there anyone in particular you want to talk about? We're not going to talk about all of them. <laughs> uh... No, I mean anything that I wanted to say about any of these these characters. Really, we've already kind of talked about in other segments. So the only part, to... yeah, the only one I want to talk about is Trish, um, because mm-hmm. of her radio show. Uh, oh, that's right. Yes. Yeah. So she's she's being pretty responsible. She's trying to calm the listeners, uh, who are afraid of both terrorism and the incident. Which, mm-hmm. I mean, this is kind of both. Uh, they're trying to destroy the city, and it's supernatural. Spoiler alert. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, it's weird that she was suddenly told to stop talking about this. Mm-hmm. Um, so it kind of has that conspiracy theory vibe to it. Um, yeah. like I, I, I don't know why that does anything to, like, stop people from looking into it. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm sure, especially when they're talked to the geologist who says it's not deep enough to be a real earthquake. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're cutting off anyone who's getting close to the truth of what's happening. So any media that's happening, I bet that geologist is dead now. <laughs> uh, ooh, yeah. Okay, I guess so. <laughs> yeah. I mean, John Raymond knew it was happening, and they electrified her. Ah, oh, that's good. Oh, Electro oh. the assassin. That's what I'm going to use that forever. <laughs> uh yeah i mean it it, it works it's effective it's a, yeah it's a nice yeah I, it took me a second to realize what you were saying I was like what what do you mean they electrocute oh not electrocuted electrified i get it yeah yeah <laughs> stabbed with the agent or a very rare sword mm-hmm. <laughs> welded by electra <laughs> um so yeah so good job on trish <laughs> Yeah, trying to keep mm-hmm. people informed. <laughs> yeah. yeah, especially I mean, since she used to be like a lifestyle uh, person, and she wanted to be more serious after Kilgrave. And yeah, it's working. Yeah, exactly. You know, um, you know, if you want to make a change in your career, you, you got to do the work for it, and she mm-hmm. is. So mm-hmm. congrats on her. Um, although it was interesting because I mean, she started with uh, talking about like just. Uh, on her show, she was just giving the the main talking points that other officials gave her. Right? They're like, mm-hmm. "No, people are looking into it. It's fine. It's we're, it'll be okay." And then one person calls in and says, "Well, no, that's not how that works at all." And then and then uh, it it ended. Like she she might have just never mentioned it again. Like maybe she thought, "Oh, that one person is probably wrong because I'm yeah. reading the official statements." Um, I guess we don't know how she reacted specifically. Uh, until all of a sudden she was told to stop talking about it yeah which is like a lot weirder i mean mm-hmm. people listening that they suddenly got cut off and i guess moved into the school superintendent thing or something like that some other segment mm-hmm. yeah. that would make people who are already suspicious a lot more suspicious yeah yeah all right but that's all i have for our guys in the chair okay same here yeah so 12 percent of the plan Stark Tower is your baby. Give yourself 12% credit. 12%. An argument can be made for 15. 12%? Well, I my baby? did do all the heavy lifting. Literally, I lifted the heavy things. You know, I'm 12 minutes older than you. <laughs> Go. What percentage? I don't know. 12%. 12%? <laughs> that is not a plan. It's barely a concept. You're taking their side? I am Groot. So what? It's better than 11%. What the hell does that have to do with anything? Yeah. And I have nothing. Okay. Well, I have something. I looked into earthquakes a little bit. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, this, they say in the Trisha segment that this was a 4.6, um, which is uh, light compared on the Richter scale, right? Okay. Um, it is actually the lowest one you can still feel with the your the human body like 4.5 is the lowest so it's just right above that oh yeah which i know new york is not built for earthquakes at all 
But this seems a little excessive for that. Yeah, the amount of damage that we saw. Like, yeah. uh, we saw, um, you know, at the end of, of the previous episode, when Danny and Colleen get out of their helicopter, like that helicopter pad just split in two, pretty much, right? Like there was a big old line mm-hmm. on there. So that has to have happened throughout a ton of other parts of the city. Yeah. Hmm. It, it has to have been higher than that. I just, in order to cause that damage, like th- those two things do not light up. Yeah, that's true. Um, the one thing I did read about New York in general, geologically, <laughs> is that it's a much older and harder earth than like on the West Coast because of where we are in the tectonic plates. Uh-huh. So um, the two times that earthquakes have hit, they actually felt stronger than they would on the Richter scale because the ground isn't as soft. So everything on above the plates were moved much uh, more violently than anything on like the softer earth of California. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. So yeah. so that does affect it. So Yeah. Hmm. Um, there have only been two earthquakes in New York in recorded history, which was like... 1747 was one of them, and 1820 was the other one, which is, we see 1820 in this episode, but nothing about an earthquake. (laughs) Okay, got it. So then uh, they might be a little overdue for one. Yeah. But yeah, that's all I have on my earthquake research. Okay. So Al, how are we ranking this, or rating this? (laughs) I know my value. Anyone else's opinion doesn't really matter. Earth just lost your best defender. So we're here to fight. Strongest Avenger. Access denied. Strongest Avenger. Access denied. Damn you, Stark. Banner. Welcome, Strongest Avenger. Oh, what? Well, I mean, I I feel like we have to rank this on the Richter scale. Okay. So, Tony, what Richter scale rating do you give this episode? Uh, And let's let's keep things. I know I know it's exponential. Um, I just, I just want the numbers. We're, we're not going to rate it like exponential numbers or, or anything. Okay. Uh, if, if, uh, if you felt something from this episode, you can still give it less than a 4.5. Um, yeah, I should have chosen not, anything else, but yeah. I, okay. I'm that's not, I'm going to give this a 3.0 on the Richter scale. <laughs> um, mostly it I don't think it was, I mean, it was, like, very similar to last episode, except for uh, Danny trying to beat up Luke Cage was just great. <laughs> so that put up a five, 0.5 from my last episode. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm pretty much just going to reiterate exactly what you said. Um, you know, it's, it's still set up. We're getting a little bit more, uh, but the fact that some of our defenders met is, is better, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the that cool fight between <laughs> I'm just thinking about it again between Luke and and Danny was so funny. Um, I mean, Colleen probably would have hurt him uh, a little bit, right? She might have been able to trip him. Co- uh, Colleen would have stabbed him in the eye and killed Luke Cage because Colleen is the most badass. <laughs> that's true. She would have. She has the sword on her. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Matt and Jessica met at the end. Like that. That alone mm-hmm. makes me want to watch the next episode. But I'm gonna wait because. Our recording schedule is weird right now, even though they're all coming out at the on our normal time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, so also with three. I don't know if I said that. Okay, you did. Okay, good. All right. Well, join us next time when we cover the next episode of The Defenders, uh, season only, episode three, Worst Behavior. And remember to follow us on Twitter and give us that five-star rating. Not any rating. Five stars. Uh, as always, this is the Marvel Cinematic Rewind for Season 1, Episode 2 of Defenders, Mean Right Hook. Signing off. Have a Marvel. like a sick demon, right hook to your man's jaw. Quick lean him, I slap tracks around. I mistreat him, I body beats. In other words, six feet him. With the flow, I'm possessed like a sick demon. Right hook to your man's jaw. Quick lean him. I got bars in them both. I Google who's nice, I was first in the results. You the worst and it's your fault. My verses, verse your verses is assault. I'm dead serious, look at me. I couldn't feel-